0: Welcome to Episode 3 of The Hidden Window. Hope everyone had a great week. Bob, how's it going out there for you? So what we're going to do is some lighthearted news. We're going to look at a recent study. Who knows how much they spent on these things? It's a They're going to call it a study, right? At a Stanford University, dated February 20th. So really, this was just this week. What they did, they looked at 1,500 scans of the human brain using AI, and guess what they found out? With 90% accuracy. Wait for it, drumroll, yes! Women's and men's brains are different. Now, this is going to fall into the gigantic are-you-kidding-me category. How many couples right now are thinking, you know, a couple years into marriage, we knew this right away. We don't need a study to prove this. So, in case some of you people were wondering, February 20th, at least Stanford University was smart enough not to do this on say like February 10th. Imagine if they put us out prior to Valentine's Day. How much bickering would have gone on? You know, the candy lobby, the flower lobby, big flower and candy would have been all over them. Stanford, you would have got hammered. So give them some credit, folks. They held off to February 20th to give this landmark trial. So I'm hoping going forward. Maybe they'll look at, are men's and women's hearing any different? Uh, Stanford right now, cut me a check. I could save you a lot of money. The answer to that question is yes, with a big why. How do I know this? Dieting. What is dieting? You have to do with hearing? Well, I'm going to tell you why. I'll tell you what happened. So how many of you out there have to lose some winter pounds? I'm one of them. After the holidays. January rolls around. Let's go on a diet. So my wife and I both did it. Mostly me. Okay. Now you're out there. You know, how I am. My wife goes, are you sneaking? Are you cheating? No, 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 no. I'm really sticking to the diet. Of course she knows I'm not. So I looked. She could be four rooms away. And actually, I tried this out. I look in there because, oh, she's, she's, she's four rooms away. I'm looking at oh, she's looking at a movie. She's not gonna pay attention to me, so I sneak over, open the fridge. Soon as I open it up, what are you doing? Are you in the refrigerator? I'm like, what doing? I'm what? What do you mean? I'm I'm not doing anything. Are you in the refrigerator? No. I'm looking right at the light in refrigerator, all the shelves. No, no, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. Nope. No, no, no. Not doing anything. So unbelievable sense of hearing. All right. Now it comes to me. The male part of the equation. There could be a playoff football game on. She could be in there opening up Fritos, potato chips, ruffling those bags. She could be listening to good humor jingle bells. Remember good humor? I missed them. They were great. She could have a good humor truck in the house. I never would have heard it. Why? Selective hearing. And it was selectively turned off. So men's and women's hearing, absolutely. They are different, folks. By the name of Bert. And Bert the turtle was very alert. When danger threatened him, he never got hurt. He knew just what to do. He duck <laughs> and cover. Yep. Okay. So let's stay with the whole scientific agenda. What happened this week? This was a major faux pas with carriers, a cell phone carriers, Verizon. AT&T, they all reported an average for a couple hours, right? couple hours. Everybody freaked out. What's going on? I don't have cell phone service. I I panicked. So I'm looking at this event and saying, wow, people really don't know what's going on out there. Let's turn the clock back about 150 years. The date, September 2nd, 1859. What happened that day? Something known as the Carrington event. Uh, Some of you might have heard about it. It's out there, but a lot of people haven't. So that's why I'm going to bring it up on this show. What happened on September 1st, two scientists independently saw a solar outburst on the sun. One was named Richard Carrington. The other was named was Richard Hodgson. So you know who was the favorite son of the British Royal Museum and the Academy. Carrington got top billing. What does Hodgson get? He got the shaft. He didn't get anything. They both saw it independently, though. This was a massive CME, which stands for Coronal Mass Ejection. I mean, what kind of a name? Why don't they call it like a solar burst? But that's the name they gave it. I think of mass ejection. I'm thinking, sounds like something that happens at a Philadelphia Philly game, maybe the Eagles game when they shut the bureau for the fourth quarter and they have to mass eject all these fans. That's what I'm thinking in my head. But no, this stands for Coronal Mass Ejection. What happened? They looked at this event on September 1st. They observed this. It took about 17 and a half hours for this to reach the Earth. Now, that's pretty fast. Most of these CMEs take about one to four days. So you may hear about an event, the surface of the sun, four days later, it affects our climate. It affects the satellites. Usually it's no big deal. This was a huge deal. This was one of the biggest, they say, in history. Do they know? Probably not. There were a lot of others before this, but they weren't recorded. So how big was this event? You had telegraph operators whose lines started to catch on fire. So this event happened, here comes September 2nd, telegraph operators, their lines are catching on fire. So what they did naturally was, well, disconnect them from the batteries. These batteries weren't like nine volt batteries or car batteries, these things were huge, massive batteries. So they disconnected the lines. And guess what happened? Nothing. They found out that they could still transmit their telegraphs from Boston to Portland, Maine by using nothing. There was no electrical source. It was zip, zero, nada. They were transmitting these just by the electricity that was in the air. So that's one thing about the lines. You have the telegraph lines, the batteries, they disconnected them, still working. There were other things that happened. People down in Cuba. Yes, Cuba saw the Aurora Borealis down in Cuba. So Auroras usually don't go past, you know, Canada, way down in Cuba. So this was a massive worldwide event. It had a lot of effects. Power-wise, they said this was equivalent to 93 billion, with A-B, atomic bombs. I can't even fathom that kind of power. That's That's off the charts. I have no idea. So, were there others in history? Yeah, there were. There there were others. This wasn't a standalone event. They went back and they looked at tree rings using carbon-14 dating. They found tree rings anomalies back in the years 744, 933, 1128, and most recently around 1652. They took this data. They said, you know, there were other events. So, these CME outbursts of this magnitude happen about every 150, 200 years. What does that mean? It's not if, folks. If is out of the equation. It is when CMEs will happen again. What we have with Earth now, which is somewhat unique, our magnetic field by everyone you ask, scientific equations, is weakening. They say down by about 25%. Why is that significant? The magnetic field around the Earth shields us from these events. Now, this is not a solar flare. Solar flare is just a a little pop in the basket, and it's down here in eight minutes, no big deal. A CME is massive. That is going to have repercussions. We just missed one in 2012. They looked at the power of this event, and it would have dwarfed the Carrington event. Why didn't anyone hear about it? The Earth's positioning in the sun was off. Imagine the sun firing like a rifle. It was pointed just away from us. If it would have hit us, you would have known about it. Guess what? You wouldn't have been hearing this program right now. All right, so what did this event happened today? Another Carrington type event. Well, back in 1859, there weren't electronics like there are now, they had telegraph lines, which caught on fire. Now, you look at all our circuitry today, everything is circuits. Everything's an electrical board. Everything's electrical components. Guess what happens to those when this event happens? That's right, they get fried. What will that mean? And the best equation, even the ones who are just, you know, your Pollyannas. oh, yeah, it'll happen, but in a week or two, we'll be back on. No problem. Those are the ones with that go-to positive attitude. The other folks are saying, this could be months, months. Some say years. Let's say it's somewhere in the middle. Let's say it takes three weeks, maybe six weeks. Can you imagine? Well, everyone freaked out. You don't have to imagine you were there this week. Cell service was out for hours. What happened? Take that and put it out by weeks. Now, this is not cell phone service. This is everything. This is you going to the gas station, pumping gas. This is you turning on the water out of the faucet, because everything is run off Gadget trees. All these gadgets are going to get fried. There is a way to help out. You could build something called a Faraday cage. A Faraday cage, well, not a bad idea. You take chicken wire, you want to ground the thing to the ground, and you put your devices in there. So I'm thinking, well, not a bad idea. You know, if it happens, let's why well, don't put something in this Faraday cage? Why not? What could it hurt? And then I thought, well. So I have a cell phone, and my cell phone still works, but no one else is working. So what's the point? You know, I I don't see it. So that's the Carrington event. Remember, people, it is not if. If is out of the equation. It is when. So, you know, just a thought, stick it in your ear somewhere, put it back in your head. It's going to come. I don't know when, but it'll come. So... Look at the show. Let's end it on something fun, huh? That was kind of, that dismal. But, you know, you got to be aware of these things. Let's look at, people ask me, when are you going to have a show on UFOs? Probably the answer is never. Why is that? I don't, UFOs bore me. I don't know what it is. They just bore me. Now, you know what? They don't have UFO name anymore. They got, they even lost their name. The boys in the Pentagon, Bob, some of your friends, I'm sure, decided to say Yeah, we don't like UFOs anymore. We want to call it UAPs. Why UAPs? I don't know. I looked up what it stands for. Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena. That's not going to catch on. What are you people thinking? Tell your boys down there in the bunker, no, this is not going to catch on. Stay with UFOs. Just abandon it. So why do UFOs bore me? And they do. They just bore me. First off, everyone has a cell phone, Right. Have you seen good images of these things? I haven't. I mean, And everyone has a cell phone. Come on, really? Actually, what bothers me the most is these are supposed to be intelligent beings from planets, universes, galaxies far, far away, right? Ask yourself this question. Why are they always crashing on Earth? What's wrong with these guys? So I'm saying to myself, what kind of problems do they have? Why do they, they, they travel the whole galaxies and they decide to crash here on Earth, right? I'm saying, maybe it's an engineering problem. So you're in the galaxy, you're you're zipping along, you and your buddies. Maybe you're out for a family ride, and uh, someone says, hey, "Hey, Zern, what's uh, what's wrong?" I don't know. This she's not sounding right. I'm gonna pull her over on that planet there. It's, she's not. Let me pull off and give it a look. See what's going on. Oh, Zern pulls over. Yeah, we're stuck. We're not going anywhere. And you go in the glove box and you say, "Oh man, just wouldn't you know it? We're." 93 trillion miles out of warranty. That's unbelievable. We're stuck there for a while. So they have engineering problems. Why does it only happen here? The other thought I have is maybe they have bad pilots. You know, you're cruising the whole universe. You're zipping around, you and your buddies. All of a sudden say, hey, look at that. Look at that big red one over there. That's real pretty. Oh, look that, Whoa, holy cow. I didn't see that one coming. Slammo right into the earth. Maybe they have bad pilots. Can you imagine the guy back home. Imagine it's a couple of teenagers uh, running around from the galaxy somewhere, and the father hears it and he goes, "That is the fourth planet he's crashing to this month." That's it. He's grounded. He's done. So I'm thinking, why are they always crashing? It doesn't make. If they're so advanced, what all these advanced ships? No, they gotta crash here on Earth, like out there in you know the desert, you know Arizona, wherever Nevada. 1947, oh, crashed UFO. Why are they crashing? Does anyone stop to look at that? I do. I think of these things all the time. I don't know why. That's what I do. All right, so listen, folks, that's the show this week. Have a good one, Bob. Take it easy. Remember, tell your boys, UAP, it ain't catching on.